0: And uh, we're going to jump into the Word this morning for a few moments. I am mindful of the time, and I know we've got a busy schedule today for for our graduates and things of that way, so I will not keep you any longer than when I get done, we'll leave. How's that? Is that fair enough? So, but now we'll, we're going to dive in, and, uh, and I'm excited to share with you uh, what... Uh, 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 what I've got prepared and what the Lord has but I tell you I about 130 this morning I thought well, I'm going to change direction because uh, the Lord began to download some things into my spirit so I've got a few things to share over the next few weeks that I believe that God is is downloading for this hour and uh, but we're going to stay on track today uh but I'm excited about what God is doing and what God's saying uh in this season but if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn to Numbers chapter number 11. Numbers chapter 11. We're going to be there in just a few moments as we continue uh, our series this morning uh, with Joshua and Moses. But uh, if the Lord would help me today, I-, I want to deal with... we got a light going off. Well, interesting. So, uh, but uh, that won't mess with you at all. So, just glad it's not a blue light. It'd be a blue light special. Anybody remember those days back in the days of Kmart? So, but uh, so I don't even really know where that came from. Man, in the mind's a wild thing, ain't it? So, but uh, today we're going to continue, uh, and uh, I'm excited on this Pentecost Sunday. This is a uh, this is an exciting day uh, because of the simple fact I'm not not preaching on that or teaching on that today. But concerning that promise, it's something amazing about that promise because that promise says it's not just for you, but it's for your children and your children's children. Can I tell you, there's still power today for a generation, and I'm so thankful for it. But over the last few weeks, we have dealt with uh, just really preparing to take the lead because as I was telling Brother Chris this morning, Uh, There's some of us in this room, uh, we're not quite as young as we used to be. Now some of you can lie to yourself, but that still doesn't change the fact that uh, while the Lord's not done with us and we still have things to do uh, and we have a role to play, but we're we're not spring chickens as they used to say anymore. You may still Quack and carry on like a duck, and may walk around and peck like a chicken, but you're not as young as you used to be, all right? And so, therefore, things change. And we have given birth to a generation, and guess what? That generation has a responsibility to take this thing on. And I could stand here and name you many individuals. that some of you would recognize that have led the way in the faith for many years. Oftentimes when you come to the house of the Lord, you'll hear ministers begin to reference men and women that have left their mark uh, on the church world and on the nations of the world. For that matter, you can talk uh, even outside the circles of the church and you can, you can use names such as Charles Finney or You can use names as D.L. Moody. You can talk about many of these individuals and everybody recognizes them because they're a household name and because they was leaders in their generation. I heard one minister say recently, and that was this. He said, you know, back in the day, he said, we celebrate martin luther king today and he said every city just about in our nation has a street named after him but when he was alive he was hated Not by one group, by multiple groups. And he was considered to be somebody that was a disruptor, even in realms that you would think not so much. But I say that to say this, he left his mark. But the thing is that he left his mark in such a way that people began to build upon that which he built when he was here. And many men and women have done that throughout the years and you and I as we began to get older and we began to have lived our lives uh, we have to begin to realize that we don't always get to be the one that leads the way and while we're called to be leaders and we're called to be those that lead the charge we do that for a season but seasons come and seasons go and uh, these bodies, they don't uh, they do not do what they've always done before. And can I tell you, some of the young men was laughing at me this morning. I said, you know something's changing when you sleep for two and a half hours, then you get up because you laid in that place too long, and now your body's aching, so you got to get up and move around for a while. And uh, they, they don't understand that. They think that's funny, but they'll be there before long, and there will be a generation behind them if the Lord delays his coming, and uh, they'll be the ones that have to... Uh, pass the baton to that generation. But in order for us to really prepare a generation to take the lead, as Moses was instructed to uh, lay his hands and to give charge and courage to Joshua, there has to be the equipping. And I believe that that's where we are today. there is some promises that we have yet to enter into. And on a Pentecost Sunday, I think we can reference this, is this, that there is a ladder outpouring of the Holy Spirit for a generation that we have not yet seen. We've seen miracles and signs and wonders. We've seen God do some amazing things, but there is something that's getting ready to take place on this planet that is going to take the church from glory to glory to glory. Now, he and you say how do you know that it's because he's coming back for a glorious church uh, he is a man that he shall not lie so there has to be something greater there has to be something more but in order for us to get to the greater and to get to the more there has to be some principles that is taught and instilled and, and every generation has to learn this and some generations has learned it better than others and my duty today is not to preach you happy my, 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 my responsibility this morning is not to make you have goosebumps up and down your spine. There's a time and place for that, but today I'm trying to give us principles over the last few weeks, and we have taught and tried to share with you that which the Lord wanted Joshua to learn, and he had to learn the value of well-worn knees, of been in a place of intercession. Can I tell you, intercession is what brings victory every time. He also had to learn the value of having locked arms together. Meaning this, you and I, we need each other this morning. Uh, You you may think you're strong and powerful, can do it all by yourself, uh, but you're going to find out that there's sometimes the load just gets too heavy. Uh, Sometimes uh, you just get a little tired. You just get a little weary. And the word of the Lord says that if there's any weak among you, uh, that you are to lift them up. So we got to lock arms and the word of the Lord throughout it tells us that one can put a thousand, but two can put 10,000. Uh, and Can I tell you, uh, we need to know that this morning more so than ever. Uh, then we learn the value of having a trained ear to be able to hear the heart of man. Not just hear what people are saying, but what is their intentions. What is it that they're really saying? What is their goal? What, is, what are they really trying to obtain? As well as having an ear to hear what God is saying. But then last week uh, we began to talk about uh, the under uh, dealing with some things internally, understanding the value of being in the presence of God. We got to have a worship encounter. Uh, how many knows it's good to have a good service, uh, but it's good to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Uh, sometimes uh, I've been closer to the Lord at three or four o'clock in the morning when nobody else was around. Uh, the singers wasn't singing, the preacher wasn't preaching, uh, but I was just alone with the presence of God. Uh, Can I tell you there's something sweet about that? Uh, There's something powerful about that. It makes you get up in the morning refreshed and ready to go. Uh, And I gotta tell you this morning, you can't wait till next Sunday uh, for the choir to sing you happy. Uh, But in the morning, you need to wake up in his presence. Uh, At noonday tomorrow, you need to be in his presence. Uh, Tomorrow night when you lay down on the bed, uh, you need to be in his presence. Uh, When it comes thirsty afternoon, and you've had a hard day at work and everything's broke uh, and you say man I just don't know what I'm going to do uh, you got to get to a place where you understand I know what I need to do uh, i got to get into the presence of God. Uh, that's why David said we enter into his gates with thanksgiving uh, into his courts with praise uh, because when you do that it transitions you uh, into a place of worship. Uh, what does that mean? You then get to be able to transition uh, beyond the veil uh, and when you get behind the veil. Uh, you don't begin to see the problem. Uh, you don't begin to see the difficulty. Uh, you just begin to see the solution uh, that your God is bigger. Uh, that there is nothing that is able to separate you from Him. Uh, but now this morning, uh, we are going to jump in and we're going to dive in. Uh, and I want to tell you if you're going to be one that takes the lead in this generation. If I'm going to be a leader in this generation. Uh, if we're going to take children uh, into the presence of God. If if we're going to take young men and young women uh, if we're going to take this generation to the place that God desires for them to be because you have to understand that the charge that Joshua was given uh, if you the verse that I gave to this generation today Joshua 1.8 uh, if you was to read Joshua 1 uh, verse 1 all the way down through those verses you will find that it says that Moses my servant is dead uh, now Joshua rise up lead them into the promise that I've given them uh, there was a promise that he had not yet tasted and seen. Uh, there had a place that they had not yet lived and dwelled. Uh, there were things that they had not eaten of as of yet. Uh, but in order for him to get to that place in Joshua 1, uh, he had to learn all of these things. Uh, and this might very well be one of the most important, if not the most important thing, for him to learn uh, to take over uh, from Moses. Uh, and that was this uh, he had to learn how to overcome. The need for recognition. Now, y'all are not going to shout this morning. If you didn't shout already, you're probably not going to shout today. But he had to understand overcoming the need for recognition. I'm going to give you just a few verses in Numbers chapter 11. We're going to dive right into the middle of a story. And then I'm going to give you uh, uh, the backdrop of this story uh, so we can move forward. And uh, you're going to have to listen fast so I can talk fast uh, so I can get through all of this, All right. Uh, So Numbers chapter 11, verse number 26 uh, through verse number 29. It says, but there remained two of the men in the camp. I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, The name of the one was Eldad and the name of the other was Medad. Uh, I'm glad we didn't name our kids that. Uh, And the spirit rested upon them, uh, and they were of them that were written, meaning they were of the 70, uh, but went not out unto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, Answered and said my Lord Moses forbid them and Moses said unto him Envious thou for my sake Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them Now we're gonna dive into this and we're gonna try to show you the importance of not being remembered Now I know that sounds really crazy But we have got to understand today the value of a controlled appetite. Everybody has been exposed and pulled in many directions. But one of the great travesties in the church today is that we have turned the sacred place into a popularity contest and a place where we have positioned superstars instead of servants now, please hear me we find ourselves in a culture in which we have been overran by the need for recognition now this has led to our local churches been converted into entertainment centers now I'm not talking about tactics if you want to have smoke have smoke if you want to have lights have lights I don't care I'm not going to have that debate. You do whatever you need to do. That's not not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this, that we've got performers instead of anointing. This is a difference. We have witnessed our leaders be turned into celebrities. We've got men and women that pastor five people and they got 15 bodyguards because the five people might turn against them. This is where we've come today in our culture. And I'm not saying that we can't be aware of our times, but notice... Galatians 5.13 tells us that we are called unto liberty, but we are not to use liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love we are to serve one another. I want to ask the question, whatever happened as due unto the Lord? Whatever happened to been a servant? Whatever happened to the example that Jesus left where he sat down at the Last Supper and he took a towel and he sat down and he began to wash the feet of those that had walked that dusty road with him. But today, that is not even on our radar. Listen this morning. I understand and I am a firm believer that we are to give honor where honor is due. We are even instructed in scripture to give double honor. Paul wrote to Timothy as a young man. He was discipling him. He said, Timothy, you gotta understand this. Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, let the elders that rule, be Rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. He was telling him, he said, Timothy, if there's elders, if there's men and women uh, that are giving themselves to the work of God, you make sure you honor them. But can I tell you, honoring somebody is much different than being starstruck by somebody. And you and I today have to understand that. Uh, However, I believe we must deal with the need uh, and the danger uh, that we are dealing with today. And that is for personal recognition. All that I want you to do to do is understand this. Everything that we are about is to bring awareness to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, Nicholas Zindervorf uh, he made this statement. Preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. I know this may go against what some of you may believe about leaving a legacy uh, but we must remember our purpose and our goal as ministers of the gospel uh, you say I'm not a preacher well I'm going to bust your bubble this morning uh, I have to remind you that all of us who accept Jesus Christ as our Lord uh, we are all called to be ministers of the gospel uh, not everybody will stand behind this sacred desk I understand that uh, but you and I must understand uh, that we are all called to be ambassadors for the kingdom 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 21, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, uh, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new and all things are of God uh, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ uh, and hath given us to the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, but verse 20 says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. He didn't say just some, uh, but he said, we are. Uh, who's he talking about? Every man, everyone woman, uh, every boy, every girl uh, that has accepted Jesus Christ. Uh, If you are an ambassador, what do you do? Uh, You take the message of another uh, on his behalf. Uh, So therefore, it is your responsibility, my responsibility uh, to take the gospel message of Jesus Christ uh, to a lost and dying world. Uh, So can I tell you this morning, uh, I can greet every one of you as like this. Good morning, preacher. but I'm gonna ask you the question, how many of you preach this week? Oh, now I'm getting too close. I better get to my message this morning, right? Allow me to share with you a larger portion of the quote that I just gave you this morning from Mr. Nicholas. This is what he said. Remember, you must never use your position to lord it over the heathen. Instead, you must humble yourself and earn their respect through your own quiet faith and power of the Holy Ghost. The missionary must seek nothing for himself, no seal of honor or hope of fame. Like the cab horse in London, each of you must wear blinkers that blind you to every danger and to every snare and conceit. You must be content to suffer, to die, and to be forgotten. Do I got any takers this morning? But you didn't, you didn't see anywhere in that quote from a man of great experience where he said, what kind of package do I get? How well am I going to be treated? Will they love me? Will they carry my bag for me? Will they have my favorite kind of water? If you come and pick me up at the airport, you have to be in this type of vehicle. Can I tell you, this is the things that's come to the ministry world. Listen. Don't get me started this morning. Stay focused, Ron. Stay focused. I got to remind you, Colossians 3 and 23, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Notice, Joshua was a young man walked with Moses, talked with Moses. He'd went halfway up the mountain with Moses, seen the glory of God, experienced some things others hadn't experienced. But for the sake of time this morning, I I can't read and share with you all of chapter 10 and chapter 11 in the book of Numbers, but I encourage you to read it. But Moses finds himself amongst a bunch of people, and they wasn't the greatest of people. They was murmuring, they was complaining. They was all messed up in their thinking. And they were overwhelmed. And Moses got so distraught and so overwhelmed that he simply said, Lord, what'd you, what'd you give me? What you expected me to be a father to all of these people? Don't you hear them at night while I'm laying in my tent? they're complaining they're murmuring because of this manna that you're giving them every day and they 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 they've tired of of eating this and they begin to think about their days of slavery in Egypt and 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 they begin to say man the 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 menu was so much better in Egypt than it is here we we had fish and we had we had biscuits and gravy we had fried chicken we 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 had fried potatoes and soup beans but out here we just got manna and 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 Everything was better in Egypt, but God's not giving us anything. He's making us just be vegetarians. And they began to get so tired. And this is what they were saying. Just give us meat. Just give us meat. And he was like, I can't take this anymore. Think about it. The days are hot. Nothing's clean. Everything's dirty. You're in a desert. The nights get cold, and when you think you're really going to be able to rest, all you hear is a million-plus people murmuring, complaining. They didn't, they didn't turn manna into ribeye today. They didn't do this and didn't do that. And, and what, what, what's going on? All of this, all of this, all of this. And all of a sudden, the Lord says to Moses, I want you to go pick 70 men, 70 elders. And I want you to take those 70 elders, you know they're elders, you know they have influence with the people, and I want you to bring them to the tabernacle. Now you have to realize, and we talked about this a little bit last week, that the tabernacle was taken outside of the camp because of what they did with the golden image of the calf and the the tabernacle of the congregation is outside the camp, people's in the camp if he's going to worship God you had to walk out there Moses went out every day they saw him go out, he saw him come in Joshua dwelt there but we find that when he would come to the door of the tabernacle, the, crowd, the, the cloud would come down. He would commune with Moses. God and him was special. They, there, there, was a, there was a union there. Joshua had seen it. He had experienced it. But now we got 70 elders. He said, pick out 70 elders. Bring them to the tabernacle with you. As they brought them to the tabernacle, he said, here's what's going to happen. The same power that I've given you, the same anointing that I've given you, I'm going to give on these 70 elders uh, and they are going to help carry the load because, listen, you don't need to do this this by yourself. Now we don't understand why, but 70 of those elders was called, but two of those elders stayed in the camp for whatever reason. So at the tabernacle, there was 68 of them along with Moses and Joshua and maybe a few other individuals. And the Lord begins to visit them, comes down, talks to them. I don't have time to read it to you, but it's there, I promise. You can fact check me if you want to. Numbers chapter 11. They come to the door. All of a sudden, the Lord comes down, visits them. The power of God is put upon them just like it is Moses. And they began to prophesy. And they did not cease. But also something else began to happen. Eldad and Medad, that was still in the camp outside of the tabernacle... With amongst the people, they hadn't been halfway up the mountain with Moses and Joshua. They hadn't seen uh, everything up close and personal like Joshua did. But all of a sudden, when the Lord came and visited, those two men that were still in the camp, they began to prophesy and they began to speak under the power and the anointing of God. And they caused a disruption in such a manner that a young man ran from the camp to the tabernacle of the congregation and begins to say, listen, Eldad and Medad, they're prophesying in the camp. They'd never seen anything like that before. Moses was the only voice they'd ever heard since they come out of bondage. But we got two young men, we could say it this way, we got two nobodies in the camp that all of a sudden the power of God comes down. And they said, man, something's going on in the camp, Moses. But notice what happens. The man that has been appointed to take the lead after Moses, what does he do? He got a little fleshly because he said, Moses forbid it. And Moses asked the question Are you envious for me? Moses was confident in himself. He said, "Listen." I don't, he said, "God would have." He said, "My wish that everybody would prophesy." What he was saying is this: I wish everybody would experience the power and the anointing of God, and then you all wouldn't be murmuring and complaining. You'd make my job real easy. Is what he was saying. But he said, "Listen, uh, there's two over there. Let them do what God's doing through them and with them." But he says, Joshua, you have got to get secure in who you are. I want to say to you this morning: We are not competitors. I don't care if you're a singer. I don't care if you're a teacher. I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're just a layman in the in uh, in the in the body of Christ. Uh, we are not competitors, uh, but we are all members of the same body, uh, and we need each other. Uh, and the Lord wanted Joshua to understand. Uh, he said, if you are ever going to lead this group of people into the place of promise, uh, you're going to have to overcome your pride. Uh, you're going to have to realize that you're not just it and a bag of chips, uh, but I've got El Dad and Me Dad. Uh, that is able to still prophesy and declare uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, Listen, uh, what I want to see in the year 2022, uh, I want to see Eldad and Dad come back to the house of God. Uh, And if I need to step aside, so be it. Uh, Because can I tell you, uh, God never devotes somebody uh, to promote somebody else. Uh, You do your time wherever you are planted uh, and God will anoint you. And if you serve faithfully, uh, he is a God of multiple and addition, Uh, don't you ever say, oh, they're gonna take my spot. Listen, uh, if God wants to move them to your spot, uh, he's got another spot for you uh, and it's gonna be a place of increase, uh, a place of blessing. Uh, Listen, uh, Joshua, you gotta not need to be recognized. You just gotta be willing to serve. I'm supposed to teach this morning. Lord, help me, Jesus, I'm preaching. On first page, I'm preaching better than you're shouting this morning. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, the days, uh, while they may be hot, they may be difficult, uh, there may be all kinds of stuff going on, uh, but young man, young woman, uh, elder saint of God, uh, you hear this preacher this morning, uh, it's not about you, uh, and it's not about me, uh, but it is about the King of kings and Lord of lords uh, that died, uh, resurrected, and empower the people to be his voice in the world. Help me, Jesus. Might as well just close those things up. I'll do that next time. We're in a place right I'm going to preach on just for a moment. Uh, because can I tell you, uh, I feel my help this morning. Uh, because there's a world that's dying and going to hell. Uh, but there's a God in heaven uh, that says I'll still empower a people uh, that will not need to be recognized. Uh, that will faithfully serve. Uh, he said, listen, uh, Joshua, uh, if I can get you to overcome the need for recognition, uh, he said, I can let you be the one uh, that leads them to a place of promise. Uh, you hear me, man of God, uh, woman of God, get self out of the way, uh, and you'll be surprised at what God can do with you and through you. Oh, help us, Lord. You say, but preacher, oh preacher, listen, you gotta learn how to control the appetite. Listen, I didn't do so well controlling my appetite yesterday in the natural. Dippy said, you wanna eat lunch? Of course I wanted to eat lunch. She just didn't have to pick Texas Roadhouse that has rolls and cheese fries. and How do you say no after one? How do you say no after two? How do you say no after three? And I'll stop right there. I won't go any further. See, sometimes if you, if you give your mind the opportunity to wonder there will be a visitation from the kingdom of darkness. That will say, oh, look, look, look at that. Look at that. Who do they think they are? They're they, they coming after you, man. Oh, yeah. And you start getting competitive. Oh, they, you know, and then your mind starts wondering, well, you know, when they, when they did sing that last time, man, they, Man, they really hit the high note. I do think they're better than me. Oh, if they're better than me, then they they won't want me no more. Listen, there's been a few times I've went to went to meeting, I heard some of these seasoned guys preaching. It's like this either I gotta get better or I gotta quit because I can't preach. That's a good thing, but it also can be a bad thing. Because the enemy can come along, sit on your shoulder and say, What do you think you're doing? Who you think you are? See, you have to remember, you're not called to be anybody else, you're just called to be you. And if you'll be the best you that you can be, nobody can beat you. Because nobody can be better than you than you. Hear me. And Joshua had to understand. Joshua, it's not about you, and it's not about El Dad and me, Dad. And Moses was saying, you know what? It's not even about me. He said, I'm perfectly comfortable in my skin. But you have to realize he was a seasoned man. Been through a lot. But he knew. He knew who his God was. And he knew who he was in his God. Here's what I got to ask the question this morning. How confident are you? Just being you. With your God. And who he created you to be. Listen. It's taken some time for me, because whether y'all realize this or not, I was the quiet guy. In school, I never wanted to be seen, never wanted to be heard. I would have never lifted my hand to volunteer to say something in public, and how in the world I ended up here, I guess God's got a sense of humor is all I can say. Now, after nearly 30 years of marriage, and this is the only time Debbie lets me talk, you guys have to pay for it. (laughs) Just kidding. So... Y'all think I'm this outgoing loud guy sometimes. Give me a give me a little cabin, nobody around, and and I'm fine. I I don't don't need a lot of stuff. I don't don't, don't, you know I don't mean that in a bad way. Y'all good people, but TJ says on this trip, I'm staying in your room. I said, you ain't staying in my room. (laughs) I got my room. It's called my room for a reason. It's my room. Not, not, no, 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 no. Got to have that, you know. I'm not Waters, but this is my world, and you ain't getting in it. He wants everybody in his world. You know? just, some of you know that. Some of you don't. Listen, here we are. Sometimes we don't understand how we get to where we got and don't even understand why we are where we are. We just have to understand this. God's got a plan. But in order for us to effectively operate in the place that he has for us, we have to realize we got to have worn knees. We got to have locked arms. We got to have ears to hear. And yes, we got to have worship encounters. But also, we have got to curb the appetite for recognition because this is not about us. If you faithfully serve, I will honor you. And if you faithfully serve in word, I will double honor you. I go out of my way. This morning at 9 o'clock, I was on the phone with an elder, a man that has given himself 50-plus years, and I called him by the unction of the Lord just to encourage him. He's not mounting a platform this morning. You hear me? He's 80-something years of age going through some stuff. But I called just to tell him I love him. You hear me? Tears in his voice. Don't say that for any other reason to tell you this. You honor those that need and deserve honor. But at the same time, you have to understand. You have to be willing no matter what level of success you may obtain by the world standard, you can never take off the garment of servanthood while you're here. If you're up to preach next Sunday morning and you've only been preaching for a year, I have no problem carrying your water for you. You hear me because I'm going to support you. it's not about us but Joshua was disturbed here's why he was disturbed you do not read in this passage of Scripture as they make their way to the music this morning you do not read in Numbers chapter 11 where the anointing that was on Moses transitioned to Joshua you read it. it says if you bring them to the doorway of the tabernacle with you bring them to the tabernacle I'm going to come down, and that anointing that is on you, I will let go on the 70. Joshua had walked with him, talked with him. Joshua may have been anticipating, oh, I'm going to get me a little more today. But you don't see where Joshua began to prophesy like the 70 elders. You know why? It's because that day wasn't about Joshua that day was about Joshua learning something, not being empowered by something. And because he was willing to learn it, he was one that was able to take a generation into the place of promise. But if he hadn't learned this lesson, he would have never been able to take God's people into the place that was ordained for them. Hear me this morning. Do not let the world system cloud your biblical vision of God's structure. All of us in this room, we've seen a lot of things happen in church. Some good, some not so good. Nevertheless, we've seen it all happen. Here's what I tell you. Don't ever forget it. God is a God of structure. God is a God of order. God will always bring edification and growth to those that is willing to be subjective and subject to structure and order. When I'm invited to preach, conferences or revivals or camp meetings and I go upon my arrival I make myself subject to the man or woman of that house and I operate under their umbrella within the boundaries of what they have given me if I'm given 15 minutes I take 15 minutes If I'm given 30 minutes, I take 30 minutes. There's been a few times I've been given some restraints I didn't like. But my father taught me to be respectful. He taught me to honor authority. Been a few times the presence of the Lord was in the room. God was moving and I've seen men miss it. I've seen them shut it down. That's on them. That's not on you. It's not on me. You hear me? It's about God honors. Because when we start thinking it's about something we're doing, notice with me, we begin to get off track. And oh, oh, how quickly, oh, how quickly a ministry or an individual can be destroyed when they began to think that they're doing it. Oh, how we need Jesus this morning. I want to leave you with this today. Philippians chapter 2. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love been of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being been in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And been found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. (coughs) Excuse me. Even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him. Notice there has to be humility before there can be exalting. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure do all things somebody say all things Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Here's what I want to say to you today. everything gonna work out like it needs to work out if you just stay faithful and let your little light shine I sing to my grandson hide it under a bushel no and he laughs he's looking now we're not gonna hide this thing but we're not going to be competitors in it either. But we're just going to let this light shine. I feel like I'm talking to a bunch of Joshuas today. And can I tell you this? This is what I firmly believe in my spirit. That over the last two and a half years, we have been through a training process of learning a lot of things and having to navigate through a bunch of stuff that we never thought we'd have to do. But God has been using it to refine us and equip us to get ready to prepare to be leaders to take this generation into the place where they can experience the fullness of God. And on this Pentecost Sunday, I can tell you this. Not only is there a cloud about the size of a man's hand that's just out yonder, but there's a wind that's been released in the heavenlies. It's about to settle down on a generation. And there's some darkness getting ready to give way to light. And there's some wayward children and prodigal sons getting ready to come home. But we got to make sure that we have a controlled appetite. That we don't have a spirit of competition, but we have a spirit of humility. And as we do that, God's going to continue to give you increase. He's going to give you direction. He's going to give you guidance. And he is going to favor you. And he is going to give you the desires of your heart as we lead a generation into the promises of God. As we stand all over the house this morning. There's a lot of really good, beautifully typed notes in here but you all didn't get to hear them. But I need to quit today. Please hear me. I want you to hear me this morning. We are a nation this morning that needs godly leadership today. It's not going to start in the White House or the halls of Congress or in the Senate chambers. But the leadership that we need in the United States of America right now starts in houses just like this all across this land. And it starts when a man or a woman just lifts their hand and says, God, if you can use anything, use me. There is no big I's and little U's. There is the haves and the have-nots. That's not it. This morning, it's about a heart that's willing to say, God, I'll be, and I'll go, and I'll do. This morning, it's going to take more than us assembling in places like this while this is wonderful. And I am so thankful. I look and often sometimes I forget just how good God is. Don't mean to, but you get in the day-to-day grind of things. I remember 22 years ago when I walked in a little block building on Columbia Avenue. And there's 12 people. Four of those 12 was... Me and Debbie and my kids. But when I pause and I remember all of the goodness of God, all of the doors of opportunity, all of the places these feet have walked, all of the many miles that I've traveled, all of the things that I've been able to see and experience and all of the lives that I've been able to see changed by the message of Jesus, Just a little boy, not so little anymore, trying to get littler again. Just a little boy in the cornfields of Indiana that nobody knows his name. Never wanted to be here. If I can be that honest with you, never wanted to be here. That was dad's job. That was Phil's job. That was Donnie's job. That was all those other guys' jobs. That's not my job. Never wanted to be here. But when that little small voice came through the instrument of my father, when I was quite content, Brother Clint, on east side, and you was just a little guy running around, and your Uncle Larry was been a friend to me when I needed a friend, I really needed a friend. He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And my daddy called me one day and said, I think I may have heard from the Lord, but I want you to pray about something. I never had a call like that in my life from my daddy. But oh, what a journey. Because in all of my inabilities and all of the reasons why I said I couldn't, I said, God, if you'll help me, I'll just say yes. Maybe this morning you just feel inadequate. Maybe you feel broken. Maybe you'd be saying this morning, I just don't know what I could contribute. Oh, if you'd have seen me then, I didn't have anything to offer. No. I still don't have much to offer. But I am what I am. By the grace of God. Can I tell you, I just said yes. And Joshua, you got to say yes to humility. I know you've been, feel like you got stepped over today. Hell, dad and me, dad, they got it going on in the camp, man. They've disrupted a whole group of people. And I'm using them, but I haven't forgot about you. Maybe you feel like you've been forgotten. Maybe you feel like you've been cheated. Maybe you don't understand. Why, why, why have they been used? And I'm still standing here. I've carried Moses' water for years. You see, a lot of people don't understand that For Pastor Parsley, whether you like him or not, don't matter to me at all. But before he ever had success, at night, he'd walk in. He'd take Lester Summerall's socks off his feet, wash his feet, sweaty and nasty. But he served him because he understood, if I'm faithful, my day will come. God will use me. God's got a plan for my life too but right now I'm just called to serve this man of God service after service mile after mile trip after trip willing to serve so you don't have to have it all figured out you just gotta be willing DL Moody was selling shoes when a Sunday school teacher came in and said DL Moody why don't you get saved D.L. Moody had been going to Sunday school class, been listening. Nobody ever really been that one with him before. But can I tell you, every soul that D.L. Moody won will go back to the charge of that Sunday school teacher because he took it on himself to go visit him at work because he said, you know what, I got I to preach the gospel to that little Moody boy today in a different setting because he's got to get this thing. Hear me today. I know I'm taking a few moments, but I'm trying to get past your ears and past your mind. And I'm trying to get those 12 inches down into your heart this morning. Because I want you to hear from here today. Here's what I want you to hear. God loves you. God's not forgotten you. God's just got a different plan for you maybe than he does for somebody else. And just because somebody else shouted down bobby pins don't mean they're more spiritual than you. You hear me. But maybe, just maybe, he's got something special carved out for you. Yeah, El Dad and me, Dad, they caused a ruckus. Yes, they did. But can I tell you, they wasn't Joshua that a short time later said, priest, get that ark. Go stand in that Jordan River. What in the world are you talking about, Joshua? Just go get that ark and stand in that Jordan River. And all of a sudden, the Jordan began to part. And they walked across on dry. Can I tell you, there there was some power that day there. See, God just chooses to use who he wants to use, how he desires to use at specific seasons and times. He's not overlooking you. He's just still equipping you. He's just still developing you. And can I tell you, some of you, I believe this by the angst of the Holy Spirit, some of you are going to go a whole lot further than I've ever went. You're going to walk with a whole lot more power, have a whole lot more stories. But you've got to understand this lesson this morning that Joshua had to learn. You've got to walk in humility. A true friend is a friend that will tell you the truth. I'm your friend today. I'm going to give you a disclaimer this morning. My mama would say this. You're getting too big for your britches. If I see you getting too big for your britches, I'm going to tell you about it. It's not because I want to hurt you, but I want to develop you. And I want you to understand that God's got a plan for you. Okay? Okay? And there's men of God in this house, women of God in this house that has the permission, elder men and women. I got men in my life, such as Dr. Ely and others, I've given them permission. If you see me getting off track, you better tell me. I want to be held accountable. Why? It's because it's real easy. As I shared with you last week, the man of God come off the platform a week before. Listen, the enemy sometimes will put people say things, begin to get ego and pride and it can cause such devastation. We don't have time for celebrity in the church. We got to have servants. We got to reach a world. This morning, I pray you and I will be willing to be his hands and his feet. I want you to join hands with the person beside you today if you would please if you're comfortable doing so I know I probably went a little too long and I know these young people's got to get to the Spartan Bowl and all those things today we're going to go celebrate them here in just a little bit but I don't want to leave this place without us not praying together D.L. Moody, some of you, if you read history, you will remember the great Chicago fire. So many people lost lives and things of that nature, lost businesses, devastating. D.L. Moody had preached that night at a meeting. And for whatever reason, that night he did not make an altar call. That haunted him the rest of his life because many people lost their life. And he's like, wonder how many of those people was in my meeting that I did not give an invitation to to pray. That could have found Jesus and died lost. Had to live with that. I've given my heart to you today more importantly the heart of God but can I tell you if you're here today maybe you don't know who Jesus is as your savior maybe you've heard of him maybe you've never surrendered your life to him can I tell you it's a good life oh it's a good way to live this ain't about a list of do's and don'ts this is about a relationship and can I tell you the longer I serve him the sweeter he goes in my life oh, oh how I love him And there's been a lot of times I've not been lovable. You believe that? Yeah. But he still loved me anyway. I've fallen. Not made always the right choice. Today, he says, if you call, I'll answer. So right where you're at today, if you don't know who Jesus is, you can simply say, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to lead me guide me and direct me I want to be part of the kingdom I want to be found doing but maybe you have made that commitment but you know there's gifts and callings in your life and you know you've not really been living up to those things that God's put there And you'd say you know I gotta I gotta get busy about what God's called me to be and do All you have to do today is say, God, I'm here. Just use me if you can. I yield myself to you. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's able to help you, guide you, and direct you as you go to the word. And we will help you. But maybe you're just a little discouraged today, overwhelmed today. He's a God of encouragement. He's a God of strength. He's a God of deliverance. He's a God of healing. No matter what you have need of today, He can be that. You just ask Him to be that as we pray. Can you do that today? And as we pray, I want you to pray for those that you joined hands with. Just pray that God would bless them, meet their need, give them strength, give them encouragement. Dear Heavenly Father, today we love you. Oh, how we love you. You've been so good to us. Oh, you've been so good to us. Lord, we, we see your hand of faithfulness. Oh, we, it's your presence this morning. The presence of your Holy Spirit in this room is just... Oh, it's just so thick today, and we're so, so thankful. But, Lord, we're thankful for the men and women, the families that are represented here, those that's joined us by way of technology today. Lord, I pray that your word has ministered to their heart, that it's maybe challenged us, made us self-examine. But, Father, if there's one under the sound of our voice that has not yet accepted you as Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray today would be the day that they'd say, Yes, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a savior, and I'm asking you now to save me. Lord, as they pray that simple prayer, Lord, I pray that your arms of love would be wrapped around them, and that every weight that they're carrying would be lifted. Lord, let their eyes be brighter. Let the sun shine brighter. Lord, let them just experience the goodness of God right where they are. Maybe the one that's discouraged, overwhelmed today, maybe got a bad report this week, Father, Lord, I speak just words of deliverance, words of encouragement, words of healing today over bodies and minds and spirits. Oh God, we thank you that you're still a God that moves and heals and delivers. Today, Father, I pray for every family. I pray for our church family today. Lord, help us to have worn knees of intercession. Lord, help us to have locked arms. Lord, help us Lord, help us to have ears to hear. and Lord, help us to live in your presence. But also, Father, help us to walk in humility. Lord, we know this, humility and meekness is not weakness, but it's just walking in a manner that brings glory and honor to you. Help us, Lord, to operate in the gifts and callings that you've given us with boldness, with power, and with authority. Help us to touch a world. Help us to be the light that you've called us to be. Lord, as we celebrate the rest of this day with these young men and women that has accomplished so much, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to shine up on them and their families. I pray that you would be with the celebrations today that as friends and family comes and goes in multiple places, Lord, that there would just be a sense of love and compassion let the church family when I say the church family Lord your church from all denominations from all houses of worship Lord let them be the attraction today let love ooze out of us let compassion ooze out of us let's be the smile and the touch that maybe those that struggling needs today as we interact with our community. And Lord, we'll never cease to give you the praise and the glory for it. Lord, now I pray you go with us, go before us, lead us and guide us this week, I pray. In Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen and amen. Can we give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Amen. Amen. Everybody, it's Pastor Jay here. I just want to thank you for watching. I hope that this message challenged and changed your life with the power of the Holy Ghost. We ask that you continue following us and watching us weekly. And if you want to follow us on any social media platform, you'll find the link to all those platforms in the description below. We love you. So does God. Have a great day.